Welcome back to the Carefree and Black Diaries, where we discuss various topics like pop culture, news, politics, and more. I am the host of this podcast, and my name is Shakira. Now, if it's your first time hearing my voice, that means that you are not subscribed. I don't know how you found the podcast, but I promise that it was not by accident. Go ahead and subscribe so you can join our Carefree family. I promise we don't bite wink wink and if it's not your first time hearing my voice that means that you are already subscribed you're already a part of the family so welcome back thank you for tuning in for a brand new episode this week so you all know how this goes um quick little carefree update that i have for you all is two of them actually two carefree updates i have for you all and then we're gonna have a word from my sponsors and then our topic of the day So I don't know if you all notice it or not, but we are living in the age of black excellence. I mean, we already were, we already have, but right now there is just something very special going on. Last week's episode, I told you all about the news with Jay-Z. This week's episode, I'm going to tell you all about the news about Rihanna, which I'm sure you probably already heard of but rihanna is now the world's wealthiest female musician so according to forbes she is worth upwards of 600 million dollars okay that is past madonna that's past celine dion all of them iconic um and also according to forbes the majority of her income is not from music it is not from makeup it is not from lingerie but it is from her partnership with LVMH, which is the luxury house, the French luxury company, excuse me, that houses her Fenty brand. And that company, LVMH, they also house Louis Vuitton, they house Gucci, um, I believe they house Celine, many more brands that I'm sure that you're already familiar with. And what I would like for each of you to take away from that is to never, never feel like you have to stick to one avenue in life um i am sure i am 100 percent positive that someone along the way you know said to her or even thought to themselves someone that may have been close to her a business partner i don't know somebody did it but i'm sure someone thought like why was like why wouldn't she just stick to music or maybe even told her why don't you just stick to music this other stuff might be too risky it may not work out and instead of listening to that person rihanna has not only done that but she's built an empire with makeup she's built an empire with um lingerie the savage fenty um and now luxury goods and she's the first black woman now to own a luxury brand so be like re spread your wings that's the motto for this week be like re whenever you feel like you have something you want to pursue and there's a small voice or there's someone around you saying like i don't know about that like maybe you should just stick to this thing right here be like re just say that to yourself. Be like Ree. So that is the first carefree update. And the second carefree update, since we're speaking of black excellence here, um, and really just redefining. I mean, there is something so special happening. Like, there's just this, like, redefining of what success is and what it looks like. Um, so anyway... Andre DeShields, not sure if you've ever heard this name before, but if you have not, he is an actor, a singer, a director, choreographer, and just all around performer, literally through and through to the bone. And he just won his first Tony Award. Get this, at the age of 73. He is 73 years old and just won his first Tony. Now, 
why I wanted to give you all this update is because this man has been in the game, in the entertainment industry for 50 years. 50 years in the game and is just now getting acknowledged with a Tony Award. And I think now many of us, including myself, feel overwhelmed with this idea that we need to accomplish things by a certain year or we're like we'll be seen as a failure or we may have made the wrong career decision. But really listening to his story is proof within itself that our timelines, our personal timelines are not God's timelines and we cannot place restrictions on when we want the world to give us our flowers. Like we just can't do it. And in his acceptance speech, it really stood out to me. He gave three rules that I wanted to share with you all. And I will also make sure that they are on the Instagram page. But he said, one, surround yourself with people whose eyes light up when they see you coming. Two, the top of one mountain is the bottom of the next. So keep climbing. And finally, his last rule was slowly is the fastest way to get where you want to be. And those three things, I think we should all be thinking about every single day. Um, if you have the time, you have the time, not if you have the time, you do have the time. Write it down somewhere, put it where you'll be able to see it. Y'all know I tell y'all that all the time. If you hear something that sticks with you, write it out, stick it on something that you see every day. So you'll just like, it will really, really get embedded in your mind and your heart and your spirit and everything else. So Highly encourage you to write down those three rules. Again, I will be posting um, the clip, the video of his acceptance speech over on the Instagram page. So you can go and check that out over there. Now, enough of that. Let's get into these sponsors so we can pay the bills and then get into the topic. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, so last week we started this series here on the podcast, and the title of the series is Don't Be a Bird. Just don't be a bird. And if you haven't listened to last week's episode, stop here, go and listen to that first so you'll understand, you know, what this episode is all about and what the series is about, etc. etc. Um, if not, you're not gonna understand anything I say. So you know, heed my advice, go listen to that, and then come back. I promise we'll still be here. The episode will still be up. You're not going to miss anything. All right, so I'm trusting that if you're still listening right now, it is because you heard last week's episode, and therefore, you're obedient, first of all. Thank you. And you also remember that last week we talked about cutting off your bird friends. Um. So, wait, before we even go there, like, as a recap, remember that this series has four points um, for all of us to just do better and to not be birds, to not be birds out here, to do better and want better for ourselves. So the first point that we talked about last week was cut off your bird friends, drop your bird friends. Um, this week, our next point for us is um, fight or flight. 
So think about last week. Remember I told you all where the inspiration for this series came from. And if you can't remember, I told you that it was from Tyler Perry's book, Higher is Calling, that I checked out from my local library. So if you want to read it for yourself, just go to your local library and see if they have it in stock. Um, or I'm sure your local library has a website and you can check it online if you're one of those people that's like, I don't want to drive all the way there and they don't have it. So check online. But in the book, he talks about when he worked at a pet stop, a pet sh- pet shop pet shop and the owner of the pet shop when he was a little boy he would clip four feathers off of this parrot that used to sit by the door um and by clipping those four feathers the bird couldn't take flight those feathers are called the birds fight feathers fight lord flight (laughs) feathers it's like seven o'clock in the morning y'all and For those who don't know, I do not, I never record this early. I always end up recording really late, but I'm about to go out of town. I'm about to go to Atlanta. Um, By the time you all hear this episode, I will be back home, but I wanted to record this before I went. So that's why if I make some slip ups this episode, as far as like pronunciation or things I'm trying to say, bear with me because I never record this early and this is why. But anyway, those are called the birds flight feathers good job Shakira you got it right all right so I thought about it I didn't think about it last week but I thought about it this week and I was like it might sound kind of counterintuitive like why would we want to keep a bird in place when a bird is meant to fly so I want you all to look at it this way when a bird's feathers are clipped those four feathers they grow back so in this sense think of this series as clipping the dead weight that you need Um, before you can have a successful flight or a successful life so you clip your bird friends and now moving on to the next feather you have to recognize how to respond to fight or flight but before you recognize that you have to understand what fight or flight is um and the first time I heard the term I believe I was in like middle school or high school like early high school and the teacher would just like briefly mention fight or flight to us and I was always kind of intrigued with what it entailed but I never did much research so I did a lot of research for this particular episode hopefully you all get a lot of information valuable information that you can implement in your everyday life because I'm definitely going to do the same So anyway, fight or flight, which is also called acute stress response, is exactly what it says it is. It's a response to stress, which is produced by our bodies. So because science and anything like related to the body is not really my thing, like it is not my area of expertise, I'll be giving you information that I've researched and found um, on credible websites and put it I'm going to try my best to put things in the way that you can understand so verywellmind.com says it like this this is a quote from their site the fight or flight response also known as the acute stress response refers to a physiological reaction that occurs in the presence of something that is terrifying either mentally or physically The response is triggered by the release of hormones that prepare your body to either stay and deal with the threat or run away to safety. The term fight or flight represents the choices that our ancient ancestors had when faced with danger in their environment. They could either fight or flee. So in either case, the physiological and psychological response to stress 
prepares the body to react to whatever the danger is. The fight or flight response was first described in the 1920s by American psychologist Walter Cannon. Cannon realized that a chain of rapidly occurring reactions inside the body helped to mobilize the body's resources to deal with threatening circumstances. So basically, I know that was a lot, but basically, when we are in situations that cause that fight or flight phenomenon to occur, our body's sympathetic nervous system, I learned this too, y'all, our sympathetic nervous system activates, like it's like a switch that flips on. Um, And because of that activation, the sudden release of hormones, stay with me, okay, stay with me. When the systematic nervous system kicks in, it activates our adrenal glands. And our adrenal glands are located right above our kidneys. So in the stomach slash chest area, our adrenal glands sit right on top of those. Um, And once that system kicks in, they get a message like, hey, something's up here. And once it gets that message, it releases adrenaline. I know y'all know what adrenaline is. And that adrenaline quickly prepares your body to spring into action in a stressful situation. So... When that adrenaline increases, your blood pressure increases, um, your heart rate increases, and your breathing rate all go up um, as a result. And even after the situation or event that triggered the response in the first place, like even after it's over, your body takes 20 to 60 minutes to return to normal levels that it was at before the event took place. So... If you are someone who gets nervous during presentations, hello, that's me, period. Um, If you're that person, that nervous system kicks in and says, hey, we don't like this. And then your adrenal glands are like, oh, we don't? All right, bet. I'm about to release something that's going to help us out a little bit. So that's my little spin on it. But adrenaline then steps in and she does her thing as usual. And when the presentation is over, your body, our body, needs 20 to 60 minutes to calm down before it's like, all right, the coast is clear. So hopefully that makes sense because it's all in my own little words. But, you know, if science books worded things like this i would have probably done a whole lot better in my science classes but that's neither here nor there so anyway why is fight or flight important in the first place so i'm gonna go back to verywellmind.com to the reference that i gave you all earlier um and tell you what they said as far as why it's important for us so it says The fight or flight response plays a critical role in how we deal with stress and danger in our environments. Essentially, the response prepares the body to either fight or flee the threat. It is also important to note that the response can be triggered due to both real and imaginary threats. By priming your body for action, you are better prepared to perform under pressure. The stress created by the situation can actually be helpful, making it more likely that you will cope effectively with the threat. This type of stress can help you perform better in situations where you're under pressure to do well, such as at work or at school. Um, In cases where the threat is life-threatening, the fight-or-flight response can actually play a critical role in your survival. Um, And by gearing you up to fight or to flee, the fight-or-flight response makes it more likely that you will survive the danger. While the fight-or-flight response happens automatically, so this is not something that we can control on our own, 
Um, that does not mean that it is always accurate. Sometimes we respond in this way, even when we're in no real threat. So example, people that have phobias of things, um, that can cause fight or flight to be triggered and perceive things that are imaginary or just made up in our mind to be threats when they aren't actual threats. So example, a person who is terrified of heights might begin to experience the acute stress response when he goes to the top floor of a skyscraper to attend a meeting. His body might go on high alert as his heartbeat and respiration rate increase. When this response becomes severe, it may even lead to panic attacks. Understanding the body's natural fight or flight response is one way to help cope with such situations. When you notice that you are becoming tense, you can start looking for ways to calm down and relax your body. That's from verywellmind.com. So you may be thinking, how is all of this relevant to me? I'm not really understanding. So I'm so glad you asked. Um, we experience fight or flight almost every day. And this is something that I did not realize until I started doing research on this topic. We experience it almost every day, if not every day. When you're running late for work and your heart rate increases and you start feeling like tense or stressed out, when you have presentations in class, when you have presentations at work, when you're nervous about a deadline or you have this new venture that you're trying to pursue and you get um, nervous about that, like we all experience fight or flight, every single last one of us. Um, but the important thing to note about this is stress, which is a trigger for the adrenal glands. Remember, we talked about that earlier, which sit right above your kidneys. It's something that we deal with daily. We deal with stress daily. I know that's not a shocker, um, unless you know something that I don't know and you don't deal with stress daily. And if so, give me your secret, please. So anyway, stress is the cause and trigger of so many illnesses and add on top of that, poor diet and exercise, we are really in a world of trouble. Um, so I'm going to give you three points I found and want to incorporate in my life, and hopefully you can too, to stop being a bird when it comes to fight or flight and stress in your life. So point one, stop overreacting. Like, if you're like my mom, I never talk about my mom on here, but if you're like my mom... She just really cannot help it sometimes when it comes to, I don't want to call her a chronic overreactor, but you know, she stresses about things that are out of her control. I'll say that. And honestly, I hate to say stop overreacting because I feel like everyone is entitled to how they feel in a given situation. And I don't want you to feel like I'm invalidating your feelings. So I'll just say, stop stressing about things that are out of your control, which is something that I tell my mom all the time. So I think last week I said, you can't control other people's actions, but you can control your own. The exact same thing applies to life just in general. You can't control the traffic where you live. You just can't. Um, you can't control when the city decides to close certain roads and have detours to throw you off your arrival time. You can't control it. The only thing you have control over is what time you wake up and leave your house. So if you know that you're stressed because you're always pushing it at the last minute to get to work, guess what? Leave earlier. Just that simple. Like iron your clothes the night before, pack your lunch the night before, put your keys by the door so you're not searching for them in your purse or around your house. Now you don't know what you do with your keys. 
do your wig. If you wear wigs, do your wig and have it on a mannequin head. So when you wake up, you can just plop it on and go. Ladies, y'all know what I'm talking about. Um, But take what may seem like small steps. They're going to make a large difference. So when you're running early, you can cut back on the stress and give your adrenal glands a break. Like they need a break sometimes. Um, And if you have a project or an assignment to work on, and you know the deadline is in two weeks, why give your adrenal glands extra work by waiting until two days before the deadline to even look at the project? And I'm talking to all my chronic procrastinators out there. I see you because I am you. Hello. Um, And even beyond just those things, when there are things that arise in your life and you find yourself getting upset or getting worked up over it, stop for a second and mentally ask yourself, can I do anything about it? And if the answer is no, why would you stress about something that is completely and utterly out of your control? It's a waste of your time and you're going to cause yourself to age prematurely. And I know for a fact you don't want that. So stop stressing about things that are out of your control. If there's something within your power to alleviate the stress that you're going to feel, then do your part. Like, leaving early for work. But if not, like... Just ride the wave on out. If it's something that's out of your control, just ride the wave. And I know sometimes, even myself, I've gotten a whole lot better about it. But there were, you know, points in my life. I'm still young, you know. I got a long way to go, Lord's willing. But there were points in my life where I would just be stressed about everything. Like, even things that were not under my control. Things that were going on at work. Um people that weren't doing what they were supposed to do. And then I just got to a point where I'm like, why am I stressed about stuff that has nothing to do with me? Like, as long as I do my part, that's all that matters. That is literally all that matters. And you can't allow yourself to be stressed out about something that is out of your control. So that's point one. Stop stressing about things that are out of your control. If you can't control them, do your part. Take small steps to um, do better. So point two, another one that I found when I was researching fight or flight was the importance of building a cave um, or finding peace in the space that you create that I watched a video on YouTube about fight or flight. And it said this, it said, create create your own cave. And in that cave, you're going to find peace because this is a space that you create. So maybe that looks like having a weekly yoga class. Maybe that looks like meditating at 11 a.m. every day or whatever time every day. Maybe that looks like a silent car ride. Maybe that looks like walking outside in the evening without your phone in your hand. Whatever it looks like for you, find that thing and pursue it every day, every single day, every time you get a chance. So at my job, here's an example. At my job, there is a floor that everyone, um, they can choose to walk on during whatever time of day. And I like to walk eight laps on that floor every day that I'm at work, right? So I know that during my weekdays, my cave, my space, my little bubble is that walk where I get time to not think about work, to not think about YouTube videos, to not think about the podcast, to not think about blogging, to not think about school, none of it. That time, that space that I'm walking, like that's just me existing. That's my peace. 
Um, and that's my time just to be whatever that is for me, you know. And I also try to attend a yoga class every week. So that time is also my time to retreat into my cave. Um, and maybe that's not your thing. That doesn't have to be your thing. My cave is not going to look like your cave or your friend's cave or your cousin's cave or anything like that. Maybe for you, it is binging a new series. Maybe it's binging YouTube videos. Maybe it's even driving with the music blasting because that's one of my caves as well. So whatever it is, find your cave and allow that time to just be your time. Um, that time is your calm from the storm that stress creates. And lastly, the third point I want you all, you know, to stay with me for it is eat better and exercise. Now, let me tell you that I am talking to myself just as much, if not more, than I am talking to you when I say this. We as people, because the name of this podcast is Carefree and Black Diaries, we as black people, we have to do better about what we put into our bodies. We do extremely well with what we put on our bodies, not so well with what we put inside of them. Now, don't shoot the messenger. All of this information that I'm about to give you comes from the American Heart Association. Don't shoot the messenger. I'm just the messenger. All right. Um, they say that the prevalence of high blood pressure amongst African Americans is the highest in the world. Not just North America, not just the U.S. of A., in the world, the prevalence of high blood pressure. Um, and high blood pressure increases your risk of heart disease and stroke. So get your blood pressure checked, people. African Americans are also disproportionately affected by obesity. Um, among non-Hispanic blacks aged 20 and older, 63% of men and 77% of women are overweight or obese. And Dr. Gandhi, who is a cardiologist with the Piedmont Heart Institute in Atlanta, they said if you carry extra weight, this doctor suggests focusing on the quality of your diet throughout the day and not just during mealtime. Here's a quote that the doctor said, you can add hundreds of calories to your diet just by snacking. Now, anyone who knows me knows I am a snacker. I am a snacker. I can get full off snacks just because I love chips. I love um, candy. I love gummies. I love cookies. Like, I love snacks. But they are not always the healthiest option for you. So, he said, choose wise when it comes to snacks. And choose snacks that are healthier. And he also suggests limiting red meat in favor of lean meats such as chicken or fish. And I know we love chicken, but he is not talking about fried chicken, okay? Because that's not healthy either. Um, and watch. also, he suggests watching portions on carbohydrate-heavy foods such as pasta and rice. Look for whole grain options instead. Um, I'm going to have to work on that one. I'm going to have to work on that one because I love me a good pasta whenever I go out to eat. You can bet your bottom dollar it's going to be some kind of pasta dish. I am not, you know, too big on anything else. I'm always ordering something that is pasta. So, you know, I'm going to have to work on that. I told y'all I'm talking to myself just as much as I'm talking to y'all. And he also suggests make vegetables the vegetables. 
vegetables, the main part of the meal, and fill up with those rather than other foods. And he is not talking about collard greens with ham hocks and turkey necks and everything inside. He is talking about broccoli, carrots, corn, squash, things like that that are cooked in a healthy way. So he cautions that even things that are healthy can pack calories. And he said, if you're thirsty, drink water, not juice. This is all Dr. Gandhi, not me. Now, beyond high blood pressure and obesity, African-Americans are also more likely to have diabetes than non-Hispanic whites. Diabetes is treatable and preventable, but many people don't recognize early warning signs or they avoid seeking treatment out of fear of complications. Dr. Gandhi said many people associate the disease with older relatives. Hello, that's something I do who were diagnosed too late or had poorly controlled diabetes and suffer preventable complications such as blindness, um, amputations, and renal failure. So for diabetes and other heart disease risks, regular exercise also plays a key role both in strengthening the cardiovascular system and also burning calories. This is something that we all need. We all need a more healthy cardiovascular system so he says aim for 30 minutes a day of walking it's not that bad once you start people because i know i was like who's gonna walk 30 minutes down the road it's not that bad it is not that bad um and he says that's enough to get the heart rate up and there's no need to do a marathon you know even though the marathon continues not in this case you know moderate exercise walking changing your habits eating can all play a tremendous role in the improvement of your health so i need to take care of myself in all aspects of this that i just gave you because diabetes and high blood pressure are both like i'm not even exaggerating they're both very prevalent in my family my dad has diabetes all of my aunts and uncles had it um and some of them had very bad complications with it as far as their eyesight as far as their limbs their legs because diabetes can um you know cause the veins in your legs to have complications and things like that so this is something that I am very familiar with which is why I myself want to do better and I also want you to do better because we have to try to choose healthier lifestyles not only for ourselves but for the people that are coming up behind us so that we can be a better example for them. So try to aim to walk more, to eat better, to replace a soda here and there for a bottle of water, switch out the chips for a healthier option from a health food store. Um, Just start small. And I think we mess up because we think that change has to be this overnight transformation and it doesn't have to be that like, don't get caught up in the Instagram effect, the Instagram lifestyle. When you see these, you know, people working out on Instagram, seem like they work out three times a day, every day. That doesn't have to be your reality. Um, and listen, I know that my downfall is I can't resist like a plate of neck bones, a plate of collard greens, black eyed peas, yams, macaroni and cheese, cornbread, and don't let somebody have some sweet potato pie in the refrigerator. Like, I can't resist it. I just can't do it. But everything in moderation. Let me say that again. Everything in moderation. So, I know I just gave you a lot here. And 
I, I know and I hope that it is you all deem it to be essential and critical for us as black people um but if we're going to clip these feathers so that when they grow back we'll have a successful fight we have to work on dropping our bird friends we talked about that last week and also this week working on fight or flight and also changing our lifestyles to be healthier we only get one body one body you can't replace this thing okay we can go under the knife yeah if that's your thing but we can't replace it we can't just switch consciousness to another body yet who knows what they're doing with technology now but anyway i hope you all will make small strides um to be more successful and be more cognizant and aware of what you are putting into your body and also how you are responding and reacting to stress because again stress causes a lot of health problems that we deal with in african-american community some of it we can't control when it's systematic um, things that we are fighting every single day. But the things that are within our control, I pray and hope that we will do our best to do our part and cut down and cut back on that stress. So that is all I have for this week's episode. I hope you all will tune in next week for the third feather. Don't forget that. Um, let me see. We have two episodes left after this before we wrap up season two. Hey, um and it's been lit it's been real um so yeah tune in for next week tuesday and don't forget to stay black and carefree and we'll see you next time in the next episode of the carefree and black diaries bye guys